Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. Now, I want to tell you something that may blow your mind for a minute, and it's the topic of today's episode. It's focused on the fact that You don't have to be liked in order to be a good leader. Now, I know that that may sound crazy because we've talked constantly about to be a good leader, you have to build trust. And to build trust, you have to be seen as trustworthy. And so you may be thinking, well, Katrina, to be trustworthy, they have to actually like me. Otherwise, they're not going to see me as a good leader. Well, I would absolutely agree that in theory and overarchingly, For your direct reports, they need to like you a little bit, okay? But fundamentally, when it comes to peers, when it comes to working for someone else, when it comes to having suppliers, vendors, outside contractors, whatever the case may be, you can have someone who does an excellent job at their job, but you don't have to like them as a person. And that's where I want to be very clear. Can you think back to a time where you've worked with someone that there'd be no way you would hang out with them after work? Not just because you don't have anything in common with them, but they're just not someone that you would friend, okay? That's not someone that you would reach out to and share your life story with and build a non-professional relationship with. And you're going to say yes. No doubt the bulk of the relationships that you've built at work are probably professional relationships. Very few of them have also been friendships. And that's just natural. That's just how it works at work. You're there to work. You're there to, you know, to get along with everybody relative to the common mission. And you're focused and you're aligned on that. And you have similar core values. But that's where the similarity is okay to end. And after that, You can still trust them and respect them and they can do the same for you, but there's no requirement that you become friends and go hang out and build this amazing relationship. But the issue that I'm seeing right now is that if we can say, you don't have to like someone to see them as a valuable leader, and and in turn, you don't have to be liked by everyone to be seen as a valuable leader, then what's happening right now in the remote environment? I think we're struggling with that a little bit. I will tell you, I think that we're struggling with that a lot, actually. Um, And here's why. Because whenever we were working together in an office, it was so easy to see that person doing their job every single day. And you could see them working exceptionally hard. You could see their regular contributions. You could hear their thought process because you would be in meeting rooms and they would share it. And you would see the way in which they would be leading their team and and driving forward the business. And so even though you may not have liked them as a person, right, you very much came to respect them for the business leader that they are and for the contributions to the team, right? But now that you can't spend the day watching them work or you're not in those one-off meetings where everyone's just more willing to share sidebar conversations or thoughts or collaborate in a different way, you're having to trust a lot more. And when we're having to trust a whole lot more than we ever have, it's so much easier to find flaws in who we want to trust. 
It's kind of this natural thing, right? We, we look for all of these different clues and reasons to trust people. And when we're lacking some of the fundamental reasons in business to trust someone, then we start to rely on the other reasons, which are the personal reasons. And when that starts to happen, we start looking at people and saying, eh, I don't really trust them. I don't think they're bringing everything to the table like they should. And, and that's what makes it very difficult about remote work. For all of the things that we say are excellent and amazing, and oh, we're running our business and it's better than ever, and everyone's overcoming all of these barriers, and they are. I'm not saying that they're not. They very much are overcoming a lot of barriers. I've seen a lot of companies do it. For all the things that we're overcoming, there are certain things that we are not. And the reason why we're not overcoming those is not because we can't. It's because we're not talking about it. Okay? We're just not talking about it. And so that's my challenge for you today is, can you accept the fact that you don't have to like someone to see them as a good leader? It's the first part of this episode that I just walked you through. And hopefully I convinced you that, yes, that's the case. As you walk through that mental process with me, I think you realize that, yeah, there are probably a lot of people that you've worked with in the past that you would have never spent time with on a personal level, but you very much respected them for what they did in the business. Now that you have very few business data points to go off of, you're starting to doubt them a bit more. You're starting looking at that maybe that new person or the person that you never had to collaborate with prior to leaving the office, and now you have some hesitancy because the more you interact with them on a casual level, the less trust you have. And, and while it's reasonable to potentially feel that way out of the gate, what's not reasonable is that we have to solve for it. If we're gonna continue to work remotely, and we are, right? I mean, we're seeing all these other companies, I think it's Google that's now allowing their employees to work until next year they're working from home until all until we hit next year and even then I don't think it's the beginning of the year it's I think it's the middle of next year if I have that correct so we're talking a whole additional year of working remotely we have to get good at talking about the barriers to trust we have to understand that the things that we have said are reasonable right now that you don't have to like someone to trust and appreciate what they're bringing to the table from a business perspective we, we have to still agree with that, but then we have to set ourselves up such that we can continue to agree with that. We have to give ourselves the ability to see our peers, um, people on other teams that don't report to us, suppliers, vendors, and if we work for someone else, even our supervisors and their level of leadership in a different light. We have to purposely create situations to allow for that visibility. That's what's not happening right now. Right now, people are getting into Zoom meetings and they're trying to do 10,000 other things, which is annoying as crap, right? And they're not giving every bit of attention that they need to to build the trust that other people are trying to have in them across teams, in that matrix environment, okay? We're not building trust across the matrix environment because we're taking for granted that someone should just trust us because of our position or because of what we said in the meeting the other day, but oh crap, wait a minute, they weren't in that meeting. Okay, that's what I'm challenging you to think about. So sit down right now and look at your team. What exposure are you giving them to other leaders in your organization to help them build trust? What exposure are you providing to people that don't report to you 
to help them build trust in you. What does that look like? It's going to take a little extra effort. It's going to take some time. And I'm not talking about scheduling another Zoom meeting to drone on and on and on and blither about nothing. That is not what I'm saying. Don't waste time. People will trust you less. We've gone through that. Okay. But I would tell you, sit in and talk to your team. Team, are you getting exposure to these other groups in the organization that you need to be able to trust in order to move the business forward? Are you spending regular time with those people? How's that going? Do you have any concerns? What can I do to help you with that? That's our job as leaders to ask the questions, to, to one, be aware enough to even realize the question needs to be asked, which is the point of this episode. And then second, go do something about it. Go have the conversations with our team, with your own team, right? So our own teams, go have conversations with your peers, go have conversations with your outside vendors, anyone that you partner with and say, hey, do you get enough time with this individual? Do you feel like you can trust them? Do you feel like you understand what they're bringing forward? How can I help with that? And then whatever they tell you, work to close the gap. Just do it. It's that simple. Just, well, it'd be really great if they could share this update. Okay, cool. I can totally do that, right? It would be really good if we could just spend some time cross-functionally amongst teams, just having a coffee hour. Totally cool. I can absolutely do that, right? It doesn't need to be in a formal meeting to close the gap. It just needs to be some way in which they can see each other and build trust. Let them tell you what that looks like. Don't solve it on your own. You don't have to have the answer. You just have to execute on what they ask for. That's easy. So now you have the awareness. Now you understand that we, we've all said throughout our, all of our careers, you don't have to like me in order to respect me and understand what I'm bringing to the table. Or I don't have to like you in order to appreciate what you're bringing to the table. And we're still agreeing that that's true. But in a remote environment, it makes it harder to trust when you feel like you don't necessarily like someone. So close the gap. Bridge the gap on that and move your business forward. Go and be legendary.